The Big Story from The Straits Times on Money FM 89.3. You're watching The Big Story with me, Hairianto Diman. Subscribe to the Straits Times channel so you will not miss a single episode. Singapore and Indonesia have signed a set of agreements addressing long-standing bilateral issues on flight information region, defence cooperation and extradition of fugitives. Prime Minister Lin Selung and Indonesia President Joko Widodo witnessed the signings during their fifth leaders' retreat in Bintan. They also presided over an exchange of letters undertaking to bring the agreements into force simultaneously. What remains will be for both countries to complete our domestic processes to ratify and bring the set of agreements into force. The conclusion of these agreements demonstrates the strength and maturity of Singapore-Indonesia relations. These agreements take into account both parties' interests, represent a good balance of benefits, and are durable agreements for the long haul designed to last for at least a generation and create a solid foundation to move bilateral relations forward with confidence and trust. With more is the Straits Times with Singapore editor Zakir Hussain. Zakir, what is the significance of the three agreements signed today and how are they in Singapore's interests? So I think the three agreements cover areas that, I wouldn't say they've been a bone of contention, but they've cropped up from time to time and in some instances created tensions between both sides. So I think the three agreements uh, seen together really address long-standing issues in a constructive way. I think both sides this time see that their interests are taken into account and, as Prime Minister Lee described, represent a good balance of benefits. There are also durable agreements for the long haul that will last for at least a generation. And they also allow both countries to move bilateral relations forward with greater confidence. You know, if I were to go into each of the agreements in some detail, I think the Flight Information Region Agreement really realigns what we call FIR, or pockets of uh, airspace, which have been managed by Singapore for some time. As aviation uh, in the region rises and so on, Indonesia's for some time been expressing its uh, desire to manage its airspace, especially over its Natuna Islands in the South China Sea. So the realignment of the boundaries will shift the FIR boundary between the two countries. But at the same time, the agreement delegates to Singapore, to Changi, really, uh, significant portions of the space below 37,000 feet, which is required for the smooth and safe and efficient functioning of civil aviation. So in a way, it almost guarantees Changi's continued growth for the next 25 years or so, but at the same time allows um, Indonesian aviation to develop in that time frame. The other agreements, I think the extradition treaty is something Indonesia has also been wanting for some time. And it really steps up cooperation between both sides in combating a range of crimes. It sends a clear signal to investors. And really it's part of a step towards a wider region-wide ASEAN extradition treaty. Again, the statement on the Defence Cooperation Agreement, the deal was signed in 2007. It really will strengthen cooperation between both armed forces and I think this hopes are high on both sides, you know, that the deals will be approved in good time. On top of um, the three agreements uh, signed today, Zakir, I understand that uh, there were other areas as well that were discussed. Uh, what were they? So I think the leaders discussed a range of areas. One, one key issue on, I think, the minds of uh, some was the resumption of uh, travel between both countries, which has been quite severely disrupted uh, due to COVID-19. And I think Prime Minister Lee and President Jokowi expressed hope that the 
Batam Bintan travel bubble, which is right now unilateral for Singaporeans going there, would in good time be bidirectional so that Singaporeans and visitors from Singapore who go over to Batam and Bintan can then perhaps have VTL-like treatment when they return, making it more efficient and, and, and smoother for them to uh, travel. There are also a range of other MOUs which were signed before or elsewhere, but around the same time as the retreat, and these touch on areas of cooperation like the green economy and sustainability. It's an area both countries are keen on in financial cooperation, in energy cooperation, as well as in education and human capital development. And I think one of the things that these provide for is uh, greater exchanges between schools and universities on both sides, as well as a good number of internships for Singapore undergrads, as well as recent grads, to intern at companies in Indonesia for, say, half a year or so, as well as for Indonesian grads um, or undergrads to intern at companies in Singapore. I think travel between both countries was quite significant before COVID-19. And I think the hopes are high that as you know, both countries move to living with the virus and recovering from the pandemic, some of these ties can resume fairly smoothly. Well, thank you so much, uh, Zakir, for the sharing. Singapore editor at The Straits Times, Zakir Hussein.